Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. This is a podcast from The Bugle. A small woodland glade. Butterflies flutter through the sunlit leaves. Spring flowers do their thing all over the place. Mr Mole potters short-sightedly in his garden while Mrs Frog plans on a boating trip later with the local garage manager, who is a rabbit. Mrs Titmouse hangs her laundry out, shooing matronly at a gang of river weasels who want to see if she's really a mouse with tits. In the shadows of the hollow tree, the evil wizard sits, rubbing his long hands together and cackling to his henchman raven in a barely-coded anti-Semitic caricature. Ah, he says, the peaceful glen of little creatures, their happiness makes me sick, but soon their happiness will be ruined like a picnic in the rain, or to be fair, any picnic, no matter what the weather, who decided eating a meringue among the ants was a good idea. I'll wreck their domestic peace, and then they'll be sorry. Ah, what's your plan, master? crows the feathery sycophant, who I should make an effort to clarify is not a crow but a raven, but ravens can crow true, but not vice versa. Ah, Mr. Crow, we begin with the gargle. The sonic glossy magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for a visual world. This is the gargle. I am your host, Alice Frazier, your guest. Editors for this week's edition of the podcast are Hayley Ellis and Alison Spittle. Welcome. Hello, Hello, guys. (laughs) How are you, Alison? I'm good. I'm good. I'm looking forward to Christmas. Uh, What else am I up to? I've tried chili oil. (laughs) Just sitting around looking forward to Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) Chili oil, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, I've tried chili oil on boiled eggs. It's an absolute revelation. (laughs) Genuinely. (laughs) Incredible, so it is. I wouldn't have put that combination together, but it does sound good. Oh, it just, it, you know, I like egg. You can't beat an egg, but uh, adding a bit of spice. Well, to you it. can, because then you get scrambled eggs, don't you? I mean, or meringue. that's true. <laughs> Before we uh, take hands and sync our periods together for this week's top stories, <laughs> let's have a look at the front cover of the magazine. The front cover this week is Taylor Swift celebrating her birthday this week and the fact that she's the only person powerful enough to really have a go at ticker tech <laughs> in his 50s in the room no i'm not i'm not really a swifty but i am aware of her power you know what i mean she's like a black hole 
I wouldn't say I'm a personal fan, but I'm in awe of her. Uh, Hayley, uh, do you play any Taylor Swift? I do. When it comes on shuffle, uh, I will play that and I'll have a little boogie. How old is she then? What, how old is she still in her early 20s? Forever. Forever in her early <laughs> 20s. That's. She's like death becomes her, isn't she? She just doesn't age. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't age by acting like a 14-year-old romantically. <laughs> That's how you keep yourself young. That's why men age yeah. really well. Yeah. <laughs> you, you think things of like girl code and stuff like that. <laughs> the satirical cartoon this week is Sam Bankman-Fried drinking game, where you have to take a drink every time he does a cringe millennialism to try and talk his way out of being jailed for massive fraud. Sorry, guys, my <laughs> f*** up is what he said uh, to Congress, apparently. Time for our top story. Our top story this week is an exciting one. A bioengineering news. This is the news that not only can you have your favourite treat of vagina on chips, scientists have created a vagina on a chip. Alison Spittle, uh, can you unpack this story for us? Genuinely very excited about this because I'm, I'm listening to this audiobook about the vagina and it was say, they said in the book that like there's not much research on, on the vagina. People are quite squeamish about it. So it's made me very excited that finally scientists have been studying vag- this is like where they get a microbiome so you know the way uh if anyone is familiar with vaginas <laughs> i've heard of them <laughs> yeah they're quite biomey and then um, these scientists have done uh studies on the liver and the intestines and they work with biomes and uh it's a great way like basically they're, they're going to find the cure for uh bacteria vaginosis which I thought sounded like a Harry Potter spell, to be honest with you. If you don't know what uh, bacterial vaginosis is, it is the thing uh, that's responsible for the stereotype of the fishy vagina. It's the one that's uh, one of the symptoms is is a fishy smell. So they'll be able to test medications on this chip vagina. Ironic, isn't it? Fish and chips. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently many women are not willing to um, volunteer uh, their vaginas for experimental biome <laughs> situations. <laughs> Let me introduce some bacteria into your vagine and see what happens. I've heard that chat line a few times. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's wonderful that we can like c- celebrate this new leap forward in medical technology uh, and the power of, of the vagina. I, I've, I have hope for the next generation um, this this evening in as I was having a shower because my daughter had vomited on me. She, at the age of one, pointed at my vagina and went, rah, lion. (laughs) So, you know, feminism. (laughs) Or she's a bitchy gay. Like, those are the options. She's like, get a wax, sister. (laughs) I kind of want to know how I can donate my vagina to science, though. It seems like a... Like a like a, a good thing to do for for the world and like um, do you ever get this right where sometimes I feel like my vagina's being stabbed for no reason, like it'll just stop me. I'm doing the washing up, and I'll feel like a like a stabbing kind of pain, and um, I yes. think about it like you know when your ears are burning when someone's talking about you. <laughs> I'm like, what is this person doing? An ex, yeah, of a little doll. <laughs> I've always thought that was just a, my vagina going off and doing their own business and having a seance or something. <laughs> She's got vendettas I know nothing about. I think this chip, though, if it's it's going to do um, 
sort of work out what the uh, vaginosis is because I think I've been doing my bit for that anyway by wearing really tight knickers <laughs> on hot days and using perfume soaps so I've been doing my bit for research have you been using but did you ever use like that the, the specialist kind of um what do they call it that kind of vagicil yeah, is it vagicil or like some sort of special vagina soap and I, I could never afford it when I was a teenager definitely probably would have like you did, I couldn't afford special vagina soap the way I couldn't afford juicy tube lip gloss you know <laughs> I always thought this was for richer teenagers who had a better hygiene routine than me and then when you get older you realize that these vagina soaps don't work at all in fact they're bad for you yeah but people won't be told <laughs> despite the fact that we've been being told for like genuinely decades that you shouldn't put a douche in your vagina people still keep sleeping with tech bros i do not understand <laughs> <laughs> your ad section now because you can't be what you can't buy do you have a factory but you don't want to pay your workers would you rather not get on the bad side of robots is it upsetting when people see your slaves looking miserable and beaten down and say horrible things like don't have slaves. Nobody says that about elves. <laughs> the cold weather Oompa Loompa elves live for thousands of years and will report to you about the morality of children. And even if everybody knows you run an elf factory, they just assume it makes you jolly. Elves, the front-facing slaves. <laughs> <laughs> They're rosy cheeks. Yeah, rosy cheeks sort of overcomes... I, I mean, it can't be considered a, a human rights abuse if they're not human, can it? <laughs> the bottom of the ocean. The dark. Death. Humans have always been afraid of the unknown. So why not make your gifts more terrifying this Christmas with wrapping paper? <laughs> What's that under the tree? I don't know. <laughs> Is that a dog riding a cat? And that? That's a shark with wheels. And next to it, a hat. But instead of a feather, the preserved corpse of Jeremy Bentham. Who would do this? Embrace your inner mad scientist with glue. <laughs> and everybody loves impressing Russians, but what if you hate the taste of vodka? Love Russians, but hate the Irish. Stop disappointing Russians and start lying to them with half a glass of water. Hey. Half a glass of water, <laughs> vodka without the potatoes. <laughs> Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Now we're on to our next top story for this week. Uh, I feel like they should all be top stories because they're all top stories in my heart. This is poo news. Uh, my favourite kind of news. The the top story in Poo News is the news that Japan's sewers are about to be overrun with sewer spider robots. Uh, Haley Ellis, you seem like you're neither afraid of spiders nor of poo. Can you unpack this story? <laughs> 
Correct. I am afraid of neither, but both of them are happening in my house. <laughs> Basically, there's a robotics manufacturer in Japan and it's revealed these sort of robotic uh, spiders that are going to go into the sewers to fix the sewers. The sewers are like uh, uh, prehistoric, they're ancient, and they uh, they need fixing constantly, apparently. So they've invented these little robotic spiders to go in and fix them. And they're terrifying sewer spiders, they've called them. So they've got eight little cameras around them. I mean, I figure they just, what do they do? Do they just sort of web over the holes in the pipes? Yes, I assume so. <laughs> and then eventually they come across a radioactive poo and turn into the worst <laughs> superhero. <laughs> um, it's half spider, half poo. Half, half spider poo is a film I would definitely watch. <laughs> I just worry in case someone's down the sewer with a glass and they just, you know, happen to trap one, then it can't get about its work. I used to be scared of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the sewer, but now we've got um, sewer poo spiders. What were you scared about of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that they'd leap out of the toilet and cowabunga you? (laughs) Yeah, because I don't actually know what their power was. That's what I was scared of. Violence. The power was violence. (laughs) There's a lot of carbs, yeah. Also, it always weirded me out that they were lizards yet ate a very cheesy pizza. I don't think that could go well <laughs> wait, in their wait a digestion turtles. <laughs> turtles aren't lizards. I don't know. I wonder, like, lizards that are, like, fancily dressed. <laughs> what did you think they were? Like, slugs as to snails, turtles as to lizards. <laughs> turtles aren't just lizards in a hat. They're, they're, lizards they're in a hat. Now I'm saying this, I'm doubting myself. Maybe I've been wrong all these years. Maybe turtles aren't their own thing. I feel like turtles are like lizards in very fancy jackets. Do you know, like those <laughs> men who wear gelets go to football and stuff. And their, their torsos are quite big and their arms and their legs are tiny. And they've got little bald heads. You know? <laughs> I mean, how does it track with like the fact that lizards are quite zippy and, and fast and turtles are... <laughs> Famously not. Have you seen those Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Like, they're zippy. They're running around beating the shit out of a, out of Shredder and that guy with a weird uh, baby in his belt. <laughs> I think you're talking about Krang. In fact, I know you're talking about Krang. I always liked Krang. I've always identified as a Krang um, in many ways. Just sort of a, an angry brain in a box. <laughs> but um, this story from japan is like really great because the spider robots have like many <laughs> eyes and stuff and it's, they look incredibly cute like i just imagine them like spotting a fat bird and they're like someone's after flushing baby wipes again you know <laughs> just dragging tampons out on the little dragging table. tampons and fairground goldfish goes like this is terrible <laughs> It's exciting that they, you know, in, with an aging population, you have these these new technological solutions. I just worry because I feel like spiders can go in unexpected directions. You mean up the U bend? Yeah, why not? Are you worried that one day you're gonna have a you're gonna go to the loo, and there's gonna be a little voyeuristic robot spider? Staring up your pee hole. Well, also, Japan's sort of social economy runs on disapproval. So if you flush something sort of unwarranted, I worry that a little spider will, like, crawl out of the toilet and waggle a little disapproving finger at you and make you feel shame. Why? I like the way that that's the worst thing that spider could do is come up and waggle a finger at you. <laughs> Not, like, laser beam you to death or something. Like well, let's be clear. The finger is covered in shit. Yeah! <laughs> like a disgusting E.T. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think that's maybe the turtle's weapons was just a finger and they would point it towards people and they'd run away. Yeah, yeah it's not their fighting skills that were intimidating. They did really smell. Yeah. Like they lived in a sewer, man. That's why Krang was in a little glass box. <laughs> This is our next poo news story. This is the news that AI, it's not just enough that spiders are looking up your butthole. Now there are computers listening to you do poo. Uh, Unlike, uh, this is not a Japanese story because in Japan they play soothing music so that you can avoid anyone ever knowing that you've ever done a poo. Uh, In this instance, there's an AI listening to see if you have diarrhea. Haley Ellis, you have diarrhea. Can you unpack this story? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm a little bit upset about this because this is my specialist skill, identifying <laughs> when someone has diarrhea. So I'm a bit upset that I hear AI is coming in, taking over what is my niche. Well, 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 before we get into unpacking the story, please unpack that cryptic gnomic statement. What do you mean that's your special skill? <laughs> I can identify if I'm in a cubicle, if the person next to me does have diarrhea or not, quite evidently. Uh, have you never done that? Have you ever been in a public toilet? And No, I've never been in a public toilet. Full stop. Do you mean by listening or like auras? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> um, yeah, I can often <laughs> sense an aura of someone with diarrhea, mainly because it floats <laughs> under the door. <laughs> I've used a lot of motorway service toilets in this job and quite often there is someone next I mean it I'll be honest it's mainly me with the diarrhea I'll be honest um I can identify my own uh diarrhea but yeah because AI is like it can create like the best artwork in the world now they can create like literature and now they can identify when someone has the runs yep how do you get the go-ahead for this this person that's uh, doing this experiment and is claiming that's going to help the world because, you know, we'll be able to identify when people have um, <laughs> diarrhea diseases. Like, and it's like, I think they know themselves as well. You have to put a microphone that in a bathroom. That's one of things where you could rely on self-reporting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're going to be sat there um, with the floodgates open thinking, I think everything's normal. Everything's normal. I wish there was a microphone to identify what is wrong with me. I have no idea what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? But yeah, apparently, yeah, like you say, it'll stop. They can identify cholera and things like that. Maybe they could identify if you've not got enough toilet roll left. That would be more helpful. I mean, that would be handy. Yeah, you run out of toilet roll, little spider climbs out of the toilet, <laughs> ducks into the next cubicle, grabs you some toilet paper. And then yeah. waggles its finger at you. Because you should be more prepared. finger. Maybe it could do it like when politicians are talking, it just identifies it's like diarrhoea. I think it's very dangerous having a microphone in a toilet, especially like public <laughs> toilets, because that's where I tell all of my friends my childhood trauma. when when they feel they're in a position that they can pee in front of me then I'm like well I gotta tell you all of my secrets then and I think this is actually just going to pick up women's secrets in the toilets with men I don't know what the I don't know what men do when they pee with each other they don't compliment each other do they no they don't talk because they're all so upset about their penises (laughs) (laughs) really funny if that is like the men one they do identify diarrhea and the women's just let me identify who's had having an affair at the minute exactly i think ellison is on to something now yeah. i think i think it's this is somebody who wants to know what women do together in the toilets who's <laughs> uh, 
spent their whole scientific career trying to find a justification. It's to to find if then anyone has cholera. They've sneaked these microphones into the toilet just to see what Sharon is saying to Beverly and realise that they all have diarrhoea. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time for your reviews. As you know, each week we ask our guest editors to bring in something to review out of five stars. Alison, what have you brought in for us today? So I've reviewed the, the two weeks before Christmas. I think it's called Christmas edging and like I'm I'm waiting for the big day to come. I just want it to be over. The worst name for tinsel. Christmas edging. Yes. It sounds like another poo story, Alison. (laughs) I bet people have used tinsel during edging. It feels like a thing that's like a bit of a roadblock. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Now I'm just imagining tinsel on a penis. Like a disgusting tree. Like imagine, <laughs> imagine a Christmas-sized tree penis, a Christmas tree-sized penis, in the corner of your room with tinsel all over it. I don't have to imagine uh, Alison's <laughs> I have, I have artificial intelligence technology at my fingertips now. I can put in every dick pic I've ever received and get a lenser to create the perfect profile picture. Of that just would be cute. Agglomerated peni. <laughs> yeah, like it's just the few weeks in the lead up to it. I keep I keep saying to myself that I will go shopping and I keep coming up with excuses uh, not to go shopping, such as I don't want to. And it's just, uh, I'm giving it a three out of five uh, the weeks coming up to Christmas. Three out of five. Hayley, what have you brought in to review out of five stars? Keeping with the Christmas theme, I would like to review uh, regional Father Christmases because... I've been to see a few Father Christmases the past couple of weeks with my daughter. And we went to see one when we were down Reading Way and he spoke like Ray Winston and it was um, both brilliant and intimidating for him to say, (laughs) have you been a naughty girl? (laughs) Genuinely, I'm finding that arousing. Genuinely. (laughs) I'm not even joking. (laughs) He was very cockney. And then we also went to, the elves were very northern. It was a nice juxtaposition. In so much so that when I came out, I Googled, what should Santa's accent actually be? Because I think as, as, a, as an adult, if you've got to visit these Santas, the less authentic they are, the more amusing it is for you as an apparent, you know? Mm. I like that. Well, I mean, this is the thing. Children will believe anything. My grandmother was our Santa. I genuinely believed that Santa was a Hungarian lady with a beard and I did not make the connection for many years. <laughs> you visited Santa a lot then. Oh, no, she visited us on Christmas. She'd just sort of show up in our garden. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't even let her in. <laughs> <laughs> no, she'd, she'd sort of pass the, the gifts up through the window and then she wouldn't ask us to let her in because she was afraid of us falling for stranger danger. Wow, that's a lot to unpack along with your Christmas presents there. Also, we weren't Christian, we were Buddhists. Oh, well, there we go. She was also very Jewish, uh, a Holocaust survivor, and didn't have a strong idea of the Santa identity. So what she made up doesn't really match the myth. (laughs) And how much is that out of five? Five out of five for my enjoyment rating of a Ray Winston Santa. Now it's night sky light pollution news now. This is the news that the world's largest communication satellite has been streaking across the sky, ruining people's beautiful Instagram images of the stars. Alison Spittle, you've got stars in your eyes. Can you unpack this story for us? Yeah, so this is like the this is the world's largest communication satellite. And um it's been basically photobombing everybody's enjoyment of the night sky because people are trying to take photos of other astronomical 
uh, entities, I suppose, and uh, this this massive, massive streak of I was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna say streak of piss, but a streak <laughs> of white light that goes across the night sky and it's kind of ruining people's photography and and um, and kind of scaring people as well. It's a massive orbiting cell phone tower, and it's known as a uh, Blue Walker Three, which for me Blue Walker Three sounds like a a straight to video Chuck Norris film. Um, and it's creating both visible and invisible interference that could severely hamper progress in our understanding of the cosmos. So basically, there's a big row uh, going on. And this this uh, company that have made this satellite are from Texas. For me, it's like it's like having the Oscar selfie, you know, uh, where all those actors took a selfie about like eight years ago. And Kevin Spacey was in it. And like a year later, he got done for, for, for crimes. And you're like, oh, it's a really good picture. But Kevin Spacey is in it. And so they've, they've created like a, a floating photobomb. I feel like that about the movie, The Usual Suspects. Yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible thing. Actually, we have the wrong Alice for this. What We want my cousin, Alice Gorman, who's a, a, a space archaeologist, um, who has very a strong opinions? Archaeologist, what yeah. does she dig into? Um, she, I mean, she was she was in in the middle of the desert in Australia, and she looked up at the stars, and she was digging in a midden, and she was like, "Ah, there's junk up there too." Whoa, that is freaking cool. Most of archaeology is just digging through other people's trash, right? I mean, when you put it like that, yeah. So you think like Indiana Jones was just a bin scavenger, really, oh, with yeah. a whip? Yes. It's a real ibis. And she ever found anything like really unusual, like left on the moon. Like they've just found like the remnants of like the Beano or something. <laughs> well, you have to know about all the junk because if you're sending something up, if it hits the junk, it'll, you know, you'll explode. So actually it's quite important <gasps> to map the space junk. This is just getting educational. I apologize. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. <laughs> They're having a row because um, this is like a commercial entity and um, it's quite big and quite massive and the thing about space is space is quite big and massive but this seems to be even too big for space well also we we all have a stake in the night sky i mean no one wants to hold hands romantically on a beach and look up at the big coca-cola sign on the moon like (laughs) yes just being having your your access to the beauty of the night sky ruined by a commercial enterprise like important though it may be for the future of human communication like I'd rather communicate to the person next to me about how pretty the stars are than talk to some guy in Italy who's going to call me a jerk. <laughs> it, it, that's what weirds me out about like these billionaires, these tech bros that are really interested in space and they want to like go to Mars and go to the moon. That's because you're not allowed to colonize on Earth anymore and they, they just, they just want to colonize something. <laughs> Come on! Yes! <laughs> but like... You know, and the vagina, like, as we said in the first story, the vagina is one of the most unexplored organs in the world. And I think it would be great if Elon Musk put his money from exploring Mars to exploring vaginas, uh, even though his name is Musk. First vagina landing, we'll see it soon. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot more problems would be solved if people looked less up to space and more into vaginas. That's all the time we have for this episode of The Gargle. We're flipping through the ads at the back now at the end of the show. Haley, have you got anything to plug? Um, I am currently renting out my vagina for testing. Um, I, no, <laughs> I am, uh, I'm going on tour next year. If you'd like to come see me, I would uh, be forever grateful. Alison, have you got anything to plug? I'm going on tour next year. My show is called Wet. 
Uh, it's going to be in Soho uh, on the 15th and 16th of March. And I'm going to be in uh, Leeds, Bristol, Manchester, all the, all the places. And you can come. If you go to my Instagram, I've got a link tree there. That's where all my tickets are on sale. Uh, don't go to alisonsville.com. I haven't updated that in a while. <laughs> and it's still got a Jesus face uh, mouse cursor. So I need to make changes. I'm Alice Fraser. You can find me online at at alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. That's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E or patreon.com slash Alice Fraser. It's a one-stop shop for all of my free stand-up specials, podcasts and blogs, as well as my weekly Tea with Alice salons and writers meetings. If you do sign up and regret it, I will send you back your money. That happened this week. A guy had uh, signed up for an annual subscription and it all came out of his account and he panicked and messaged me and I gave him all his money back. And then someone else um, subscribed and gave me the exact same amount of money. So it was like, oh, what a beautiful karmic circle, even though that's not how anything works. That's very nice, Alice. Yeah, it was really nice. If you would like to be a roving reporter for The Gargle, if you would like to contribute to The Gargle, tweet us at HelloGargles. And a big thank you to this week's roving reporters, Sea Lips, who sent in both the vagina on a chip story, the photobombing satellite, and the sewer spider robot story, although that was sent in wow. by a number of people, uh, and Philip Cannon, who spent, sent in the diarrhea detector story. This is an Alice Fraser and Bugle podcast production. Your editor is Ped Hunter, and your executive producer is Chris Skinner. I'll talk to you again next week. You can listen to other programs from The Bugle, including The Bugle, The Last Post, Tiny Revolutions and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com